We'll read from Kebron, The Awakened Soul. There is something in our life which is nobler and more supreme than fame, and this something is the great deed that invokes fame. We are all prisoners, but some of us are in cells with windows and some without. So that's my part for the day. <laughs> and I did my part. <laughs> so now you have to do your part. So what I'd like to start off sharing today is what I would call the compassion of the teacher. And maybe a little bit more in this action of this pathway of sound and light of how that functions. And again, one of the things I want to preface before even moving into it, that a lot of the words you hear Jim and I share, that even though we may give details of how things may look or function, that it's just an idea. Because the words we give, again, are just words, they're description. They're not really the action itself but we just try to put words on that so that you might begin to have an idea or that you might begin just to open up to allow this to unfold within you. So that's the purpose really of sharing. And I say that because I know many people, myself included, will often hear the words that are being spoken and sometimes get too caught up on the words literally thinking that's exactly how it works and anything outside of that's not spirit. Be careful with that because that doesn't serve you or anybody else by getting caught up in words because then it's just a thing of the mind. And the mind is always trying to box things in, create limitations, rules, structure, form. Spirit truly is formless. There's not rules. There's not the structure as we know of how the mind functions. So what we want to do is take the information and begin to let it support us and serve us into moving beyond the mind, really more into the formless, where we can really wake up and know the greater structure, if I want to call it that. I'm using that word because, again, you can play with words, and you can use the same word but in different ways. So just be aware of that. These classes are really to support you and becoming more awake or aware of that inner movement of spirit. And our words are simply to help stir you, the divine, inside. And one of the main ways, really the main way in all of this, is that action of the teacher's compassion for the disciple. It's really an action of God loving the soul. Because really, who is the teacher anyway? Is it the individual that calls themselves a spiritual teacher? Or are they more a representative or an individualized form or vehicle by which truly that greater oneness that is God can function in and through to share that greater action of the formless into the world of form? That's really more the action that is going on in this pathway of sound and light. Is that the teacher is one who has walked this pathway, who has walked 
from the form into the formless, who is awakened from the realms of separation and individuality into the realms of oneness, into the knowing, into the actual experience where the true teacher states, I and the Father are one. And that's the truth, because it is oneness. There is no individuality. It is just oneness. And that is true of any soul that fully awakens to God, that that soul merges into the oneness of God and is one. So no more is it an individual, but in truth has awakened to the one that we all are, but that oneness that is the one we call God. And that action that takes place is that soul that we call the spiritual teacher is the soul that has walked into the very heart of God, into that beingness where it truly is one, no more walls, no more illusions, no more separation, but truly all one. And in that oneness, the journey is fulfilled. There's completion. The soul has returned. But yet, there's all these souls yet still in the world of illusion and separation that have yet to walk that journey for themselves to come into that greater state of knowing of their oneness with the Creator, such as the spiritual teacher has. And so, what does God do but in God's beingness but send an aspect of itself back out into the world of separation. And that is the pathway. That spiritual teacher that is even in the world is that formless put into form to share this direct pathway back into the oneness from which it has come because God has sent itself back into the world so that there is a way, that there is a path by which all souls can walk back into the formless once again. And often the way that pathway can look into the world is when even the physical form of the spiritual teacher begins to share their compassion, their caring, their loving with those in the world. There are those that are marked to be initiated that we call the disciples or the initiates. And truly the teacher in that God consciousness truly just loves all of humanity. It's a love equally for all of humanity. It just is more focused at times on those that are to be initiated. So there is a greater action, if you could call it that, of loving, where the teacher and their compassion simply loves those souls that it is their time for their return back into that formless, back into the oneness. That's the true pathway. It is a pathway of compassion and loving. We've heard Jim before state, I guess it's originally from Aristotle, it takes a liberated flame to free a trapped flame. In other words, the teacher who is liberated and in their loving and compassion 
for those flames, the souls that are still trapped and caught up in the illusion, that it is through that loving that it stirs and begins to unshackle that which has bound the soul into the mind, the emotions, the imagination, and the body. And that's what does the freeing, the liberating, is the action of loving. We don't unshackle ourselves or God unshackle us through destruction, through aggression, through violence, through forcefulness, through ego, through pushing or pulling. We don't break free from that which we are caught up in through any of those forms. The way we come into the freedom of our own beingness is simply through loving. Loving. Just simply loving. Because in that loving, that's really all there is. And so to wake up to all there is, we've got to have that experience of that essence of that which is that loving. And so there is the sharing of that loving where the teacher loves the disciple. And it is that essence of loving that begins to dissolve the entanglements, the entrapments, the bonds that the souls are entrapped in. And it is only the loving that truly sets the soul free. And I say this because we in our minds often believe or think that we need to do something else to break free, to cut ourselves free, to push away the illusion in order to experience the greater liberation in our awakening. That's another trap of the mind. That's the battle, the struggle. They call it struggle because the mind is struggling to hold on to the world. And as we focus on spirit to rise above the world, Part of that journey is that we're going to go through the struggles of the mind. But when we're not fully awake or free yet of the mind, we believe still a part of ourselves is the mind in its struggle. So we will even label this journey of spirit one of the battle of the flesh and the spirit, or the struggle of the spirit to get free from the world and the mind. So we in ourselves will even put on labels because that's what we think or believe to be so because of our lack of understanding. So be careful, even in your own beliefs, even in your own thoughts, of where you're placing labels and naming things or defining things to be a certain way and thinking they are that way. Because anytime you think this is the way, you have just created limitation and separation within your consciousness that now stands in your way of moving into the greater freedom of the way of spirit. 
That's why even in meditation today, over and over I kept saying, be aware, pay attention of the movement of spirit, the movement of the ego and those things of the world. Most of the time we won't even know. We may be aware of some kind of movement, but a lot of time we don't even know if that's spirit or emotions or a mind or imagination or body or what's going on here. But all we have to do is keep paying attention, allowing ourselves to wake up more and more because the more we allow that and just open to it, eventually we do rise up and then comes the awareness of what that is of the world and that which is of spirit. Don't try to figure it out. Don't expect to know or think you have to know. Just hold your attention on loving God and in that action, in the loving, as it awakens us, it will bring us into the awareness of that which is the world and of itself. So what am I saying here? There's nothing to do with all this energy of the world. Nothing. There's nothing to do. It's called leave it alone. Leave it alone. Stop fretting about the mind and its belief systems and structures and forms and definitions and labels and judgments and fears. Leave it alone. That's how you get free of it. It's when you try to fix it, try to cure it, try to change it is when you simply just entangle yourself even more into the mind and all the dynamics through the mind into the emotions, the imagination, and the body. Leave it alone. Simply focus on loving God and the loving, open to allow the loving to do what it will because it will automatically bring you into the truth of itself because that's its nature. That's who we are. That's our nature, the soul. But this journey is one of awakening to come to know that soul essence that we are. So we've got to allow and create the space by taking action called meditation upon the names of God, which is on loving God. And then it unfolds. Sometimes I wonder if we even talk about LAF too much, loving, acceptance, forgiveness. Because a lot of the time, how do we reference LAF? Well, usually we reference LAF as working our own inner kingdom. Well, what is working our inner kingdom? Well, bringing the loving, the acceptance, and the forgiveness into our own mind, emotions, imagination, and body to unentangle or set free ourselves where we are caught up in those elements. But if we don't watch it, through our minds, we'll try manipulating and getting ourselves free. 
by using LAF. Think, oh, okay. Well, if I can just forgive this, I'll get free. If I can just love that, I'll get free. If I can just accept this, I'll get free. Well, in truth, in its true form, that is true. That will happen. But if we're not careful, we think we have to do it. And then our mind begins to take over. And our mind is now doing. And we have allowed our focus to drop from the spirit. Because in truth, it is only the spirit that can do the freeing and the liberating of the soul from the elements of the world. So we have to really pay attention to the inner work that we're doing. If ever in doubt, just let it all go and focus simply on loving God and chanting those sacred names inside and sharing your loving with God. And forget about the rest. Let it all go. Because as you do that, you create the space and the opening by which the true form or essence of loving and acceptance and forgiveness can now come into the inner kingdom and do the work that it does. That's how we bypass the mind and its control. So even if you do LAF, do that after you go inside and meditate upon God and open and receive and experience that loving with God. Then be open and allow. If there's even anything present for LAF to take place in the inner kingdom of where you may experience attachment, fear, judgment, expectation, wish, desire, demand, need, want, It's easy to just simply let our focus drop into the world. The phrase you hear and I hear all the time, God first and God only. Well, that's what we originally intended even when we said love, accept, and forgive. Because that's God. God is loving. And loving is accepting. Loving is forgiving. So watch what we do inside and how we approach this action of soul liberation. First and foremost and always, look to the inner form, the radiant form, the master form of spirit. That's the true spiritual teacher. That's the true spiritual pathway. That's the true action going on here. Not the outer form. But that outer form can be a vehicle. But we want to move more fully into the true form, which is inside. Even when we feel needy, desperate, reaching out, yelling out, calling out for God or for the spiritual teacher, 
to find safety, to find security, to find that loving or nurturing or greater experience or connection that can all be done inside. Turn to the inner first and foremost. Do that first and foremost and see what can be accomplished within before turning to the outer form, whether it's the outer teacher or whether it's simply a friend, a mate, a spouse. Turn to that inner first before seeking the outer for comforting, for solace, for consoling. Because that's what the true form of the spiritual master does and is, is that place inside that we attach ourselves, that we come to, that we seek out, whether it's in desperation or just simply longing, that place we seek out to fulfill that which is so longing or so empty that it has become desperate or needy to be filled, to be apart or attached once again to that greater knowing that it is comforted. I'm sharing this today because there has been some unfolding on the inner levels where I have seen some of the disciples truly desperate, truly longing. And so I've been there in spirit as that radiant form to answer the call as they have called out And that's the way God works. So look to the form. Call out even my name or Jim's name as well as calling on the names and God directly. Use it all. See what unfolds. Listen to the inner experience and let it guide you. But do know the true form of who we are is always with you, especially if you've been initiated. I say especially because once you're initiated, there is that direct connection consciously made. But truly, God is with every soul. Most souls just have no idea. But you that have chosen initiation, have a very direct connection and contact with that form of God's loving. And that appears as myself and Jim, that purple or blue light, and in other ways or symbols. However, spirit is going to serve your soul on this journey is what it is going to do. All we have to do is ask, take the steps, 
and be open to receive. Many of us, in a movement of loving, sometimes feel that maybe we need to reach out to others, to serve others, to be there for them, to love them. And that's a nice action. But be aware, if you yourself have not yet come to the fulfillment of loving itself, that you be careful to not extend your loving until your cup is empty and find yourself in a place of desperation, in emptiness. Because that often happens. Especially you mothers out there, or fathers, or anybody that is often looking out into the world. Because any time we look out to the world, we will put our energy out there automatically. And if we haven't really come to that place of fulfillment and filling our own cup first, is where often we can run dry or run empty. That's okay, though, because we can always fill back up. So what I'm talking about is instead of letting your cup get empty, to keep filling it, to give that the priority. That's why you'll often hear that reference of giving from the overflow. Fill your cup to overflowing and let the overflow now serve and be there for others around you. But you see, on this journey, we first need to fulfill ourselves. If we do not create the space and the time to fulfill ourselves first, and we keep giving it away to others, we're simply holding ourselves back. We're simply not allowing ourselves to move higher upon this pathway to where the fulfillment takes place, where we, the soul, return to the soul realm and the realms of spirit. That's where the cup is filled. I'm not talking about sitting down in meditation and in two and a half hours or less or more of being filled with loving in the moment. I'm talking about the years that it can take until we fully awaken into the soul realm is the fulfillment or the filling of the cup. You want to know what the chalice is? The true chalice, that sacred goblet that is filled with the divine wine? That's who we are. The divine wine is spirit that fills our cup as we move into meditation and love God because it opens up to have God's loving pour in and fill us. That is the drinking of the divine wine, that essence of spirit. But we've got to come to that place where we truly are free, where the fulfillment is, and not overextend or deplete ourselves 
by giving away the energy. How do we give away the energy? Often it's we just get too involved in the world. We spread ourselves thin. We scatter our energy into all these different activities in the world. What are other ways we do it? Well, if we go into meditation, we chant those sacred names and we build that energy, the power of the name within, and it fills our cup, and we begin to move into sacred experience within. And if we find ourselves, and this happens to me too, where we get excited about it, we want to tell everybody, we start telling everybody all of our experiences. Well, guess what? We start to give away the energy. We start to deplete that which we were building up within. So be careful. Even that which you share into the world of your own personal spiritual journey. Keep it sacred. Because as it builds by keeping it sacred and private and quiet inside, it lifts us into the fulfillment. And that's where we want to go. For those of us that that's where we want to go. This isn't a pathway of show and tell. It's a pathway that is very sacred, to be kept sacred, to hold that within. Well, Brian, what about you guys? I've heard you say before, it's okay to talk sometimes, especially like in a classroom, if you have a question about your inner experience or dreams or whatever. That's different, folks. Jim and I are here to keep that energy sacred, to give understanding and clarity so in that type of situation, there's a holding to the sacredness to give understanding to help lift the soul. But if we in ourselves just go and blurt everything out and pass it around the world, that's a whole different action. Well, what if I come here and just share all my experiences with you anyway because you said it's okay to talk to you about it, right? Not necessarily. It depends on where you are coming from within yourself. If you're here just to brag, guess what? It's okay. I'm not making any of this wrong. All I'm saying is, is that these are the ways that each of us can begin to empty our cup back into the world to give away the energy rather than let the energy support us and serve us in our awakening. If we come and ask a question about our inner experience, seeking greater understanding and clarity to support our journey of upliftment and awakening, then because of that intention, then it will serve us. And I'm not laying out rules. I am just sharing what I know to be. But each of us has to discover that ourselves. Hell, I did. 
I went out and told my experiences and saw what happened, what I went through, and then I did now keeping them quiet and building the sacredness, and then talking to my teacher about it, or not talking to my teacher, none at all. To experience for myself, to know the difference. That's why we always say this is a path of experience. It is you learning through your experience. So the words I'm saying now, I know some people are going to make this into rules. You're not supposed to share your experience. I'm not saying that. I am saying pay attention. Learn from your experience. Do what you can to keep the inner sacred. To fill your cup and build that energy that you truly liberate your soul and not allow yourself to be constantly pulled down and out and caught up in the world because that's what it's going to do. And the biggest thing that's going to do it is you within yourself. Not the world, not the circumstances, not other people. You yourself inside choose to participate and allow or purposefully even do because there's something you're seeking to get from outside of yourself when it all resides within. That's why I was saying a little while ago, always go within first. Seek within first because that's where the fulfillment is and always will be is within. The reason also why there is a space we do have that inner sacred experience and energy built that at times in the outer and sharing with the teacher it can serve us and even other disciples is because the action that Jim and I are doing here is sacred and we hold to that sacredness so what is shared in a classroom, in a workshop, in a retreat, one-on-one, -on -one, however it is, we keep the sacredness because that's who we are and that is what is taking place on this pathway. There's a part of me right now, there's the tears of love because of that compassion. Because I know what it's like to see the soul so needy and desperate 